At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line VSIN, of course, big game right around the corner. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options and game betting boosted up. You know it all. The king of sports books. Bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property here in Nevada, and you're ready to bet within minutes. You have to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Lombardi Line. Remember, VSIN, we've got you covered. Extensive coverage. I mean, we've been going as far as the big game, but we also have the big game betting guide. Just go sign up for the daily newsletter and you'll get it for free in your inbox. The preparation behind the scenes that's gone into Michael Lombardi there in Jersey, of course, the preparations that, that's gone into the sixth uh, annual. I mean, it's our sixth broadcast where we're going to be on during the game. We're going to be on before the game, you and I on after the game. So the coverage comprehensive, to say the least, here at Visa and Michael. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's really important in these games, especially as to this in-game betting. I think you could really get a, a huge advantage in-game betting. Uh, you know, I mean, just going through it. I mean, there was a time where I think the Bengals were getting 19 and a half points in that chief game. I mean, you know, in-game betting. So in uh, listening to the strategy of those that are talking about the betting, I think it's really important. And so when you listen to the listening to the to the commentary from the green zone as the game is going on, I think you you're, can have a great opportunity to make some money and listen to the advice because it's right there in front of you. And they adjust the lines accordingly, but there's some way when you can watch these games as you can see who's really in control and who's n and who's not. Like, I think the Raider game, I never felt the Bengals were in control. The Tennessee game, I never felt that the Titans were in control, even though they were battling to come back. And certainly the Rams-Bucks game, you never felt like the Rams were in complete control of that game as bad as they were playing to the Bucks. So there's money to be made once the ball gets kicked in the air. It doesn't have to be before the game. Yeah, absolutely. In-game, quite volatile, but it can be a lot of fun. Double-edged sword can be a lot of fun. You can profit, but it can be quite volatile. So you got to be careful. But sometimes it, when you it, get involved in in-game, you can have 100 bets going and you don't realize as the number yeah. shifts so dramatically. So dramatically. But if you're watching the game, and remember, when we watch football, it's about who's in control and who's in the lead. 
You know, and you need to be able to, and that's really what in-game betting is all about. In-game betting is you're basically the head coach observing the other team. Who's in control and who's in the league? The book's going to make it based on the based on the scoreboard. They're not going to base it on who they think's going to win. They're going to base it on the scoreboard. So when it's 21 to 8, 21 to 3, and you can get 19 and a half with the Bengals, and then the next thing you know, it's 21 to 10, all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing who's in control and who's not. I'm going to bring up a name that you're going to hear for the rest of your life, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Uh The Aaron Rodgers watch. You can cross off the Titans from what we understand. The intentions for the Titans moving forward is Ryan Tannehill. Do you believe this or this could be posturing? No, I don't think it's posture at all, Patrick. I think what what we're seeing is there is there is the story that will not let go. That, that that the worldwide leader needs the worldwide leader needs the Aaron Rodgers story because how are they going to have a debate without it? How how is you know they're going to have those conversations every single day if, if if Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere, right? You need the debate. You need to stir it. Here's what I've said all along. I've asked the general manager in the league, can Rodgers just vacate the Packers at no cost? And he said absolutely not. The Packers have control. Okay, I know that now. So the Packers also have control of the contract. They're going to pay, they, they're prepared to make him a huge, huge offer. And I think this number will get to $50 million per year is what I've been saying all along. We know that Patrick Mahomes is at 45, okay? We know this. This guy's going to be the two-time MVP of the league. He's going to get the 50. Will it be 50-4-3, 50-4-2? Will it be 54-1? I don't know. But they're going to pay him a lot of money. And they're also going to say we're going to bring Devontae Adams back. No other team can make this commitment to him because no other team can get him into their team, trade assets, and then, oh, by the way, you know, we're going to sign Devontae Adams, who wants $25 million a year, where the Packers can restrict his, 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 his ability to move. He may not like it. I mean, all these players, they hate franchise tags. It's only made Kirk Cousins one of the richest men in the world, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins is just collecting data. I mean, you know, he looks at his bank statements and says, I guess I don't really mind the franchise tag. So, like, they complain, but it's made, made them rich. It's made them really, really rich. And I think that ultimately the Packers are the only one that can solve this problem, and they have the appetite to solve it. Would Denver love to solve it? Absolutely. But you trade assets to get Rodgers, how you get, how you going to get Adams? Yeah, and also imagine Cousins getting, what, 35 mil from Minnesota, and then his side hustle as a doctor, he's making money too. So that's pretty good for Cousins. Yeah. 45 million. You know, people are talking about, well, they're going to trade. I mean, he's got 45 million guaranteed. Like, how are you going to, you're going to need some cooperation to trade him. But just like, you know, Daryl Morey wants to trade Tobias Harris. You're going to need a lot of cooperation. That contract that Elton Brand gave him, you know, nobody really wants that. Nobody wants that deal. You know, everybody said he was getting all these offers. But once he got this money, nobody said, nobody wants it anymore. You know, that's the value. When you sign a player to a contract, and you overpay them, and you overpay a good player, not a great player. You could never overpay Aaron Rodgers. You could probably, you could never overpay Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. But you could overpay good players. And when you overpay a good player, you can't trade that contract. And the market tells you 
a good player can't go, can't, won't get traded because of his contract. And remember, I don't know what O'Connell, who's the incoming coach there in Minnesota, I don't know what the new GM and the new head coach think of Cousins. But if you were to trade, if you're to trade for Cousins, he's unrestricted after this year. So he's up for a new contract. Right. There's a lot more to right. it as far as Cousins is concerned. That's right. So you're basically sitting there with with the with Priority Sports, his agency, who's made him a lot of money, and you're saying, okay, where are we going? What are we moving forward? If I were Kevin O'Connell and I came into the job and I was the new GM, I would say, okay, Kirk, here's what we're going to do. Let's take – I want to extend you out one more year. I want you to be in the system. We're going to change the system a little bit. We're not going to be the Kubiak system. It's going to be similar because the Shanahan system, the verbiage won't change as much. But let's see how you and Kevin O'Connell get along. A little bit the same on the same lines as Josh McDaniels. He goes into Las Vegas. He's not going to find a better player than Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr has some really positives, but he has a few negatives. Give another year, let it work through, and see where it ends up. Look, the one thing I know for sure, Kellen, Ma Kellen Mond isn't going to be the starting quarterback in Minnesota anytime no. soon. Hell no. So, like, where are we going? Like, where are we going? Like, the story, the other story that won't die is Seattle's going to get rid of get rid of Russell Wilson. Okay, they get rid of who's quarterbacking for Seattle. I mean, are they? I mean, like, people don't ask that question. Like, where's Seattle going to trade? Are we going to do the Norm Snead for Sonny Jurgensen trade, where one they both teams trade starting quarterbacks? <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. No, nobody even remembers that trade. <laughs> yeah, the. You know what's fascinating about Minnesota this year once we get into the futures market? The O'Connell, so he's got to come in, he's got to settle in with a new offense in Kirk Cousins, and he's never been a head coach at any level. That is going to be fascinating to watch. Well, O'Connell, I well, mean, that's a lot on your I plate. Mean, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of why my skepticism when Sean McVay went to Los Angeles. How's he going to handle it all? Now, Sean came and got Wade Phillips and just let him run it. And he had John Fossil as a special teams, two really good coaches. So, you know, he basically was able to come in and just be the offensive coordinator. And as he was the offensive coordinator, he grew into becoming a head coach and made some really hard decisions. I mean, he fires Wade Phillips, who's a really good coach, brings in Staley because he wanted to change. He just didn't want to be a man-to-man -man lock team. He wanted to be more of a Vic Fangio, a little bit multiplicity in terms of disguising coverages. I mean, Wade's going to rush five, play cover one. That's what Wade's going to do. And he's good at it. And Wade's a great coach. But that was Wade. And so I think that he changed that. He became a head coach as he went along. And I think that that's where O'Connell's going to have to learn it as well. Who does he hire as his defense coordinator? A lot of talk he was going to hire Pat Graham. Pat Graham interviewed for the head coaching job in Minnesota. You're not going to – Pat Graham didn't stay in New York. He interviewed for the head coaching job in New York. You guys don't want to stay in the place to interview for a head coaching job and come back as an assistant. Yeah, you're, that's, that's, you're the jump off at that point. By the way, the Vic Fangio conversation is fascinating. Which, which first-year head coach is going to get Vic to run their defense is really what it comes down to. He's got more leverage now as an assistant, unemployed, than he did as a head coach there in Denver. If he actually wants to come coach. You know, there's a lot of talk that he was, it, was, it was Doug Peterson was going to hire him. The, the Peterson basically went in and said, it's me. And I'll get Vic and I'll get Basachi to be the special teams coach. Basachi interviewed for the head coaching job. Vic interviewed for the head coaching job as well. But I think that whole narrative has changed. I hear it's Steve Wilkes, who's now currently the defensive coordinator at Missouri, is going to get the Jacksonville defensive coordinator job. I think the other thing that has to get talked about in this whole Brian Flores suit and all that goes on is how much influence these agents have without any accountability without any accountability towards the minority hiring. 
these agents control a lot of this narrative. They control a lot of these things outside the realm of the league. And I'm not excusing the National Football League at all. What I'm saying is I don't think people at home understand how much control these agents have over who gets these jobs. If they're not pushing people, you're not getting them. Have we heard yesterday Biennemi was supposed to talk to the Saints? And I think McDan- who was it? McDan- Mike McDaniel was supposed to talk with the Dolphins yesterday. Have we heard anything on the head coaching front this morning? I have not heard a thing on that front. You know, the I have not heard that. I'm sure next week, you know, the league wants, if they're going to do something to me, teams in the league, the, the NFL would like you to either do it, I think, early of this week or and let the Super Bowl take center stage. So either Houston or, you know, or Miami or, or one of these other teams that have openings are going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah, Roger Goodell did release a statement yesterday saying it's unacceptable as far as the minority hiring practices in the NFL. I don't know I, what that means. I don't think that people, people don't understand how much control these agents have over who gets these jobs. They just don't understand it. They really don't. Well, to your point, the agent, you mentioned uh, Eberflus, because the, head, the general manager, they share an agent, and then the defensive coordinator Trace, becomes, it, it's, it's all wet. Trace Armstrong, Trace Armstrong, former Raider player, Miami Dolphin, he controlled that whole hiring process. <laughs> the power behind the scenes of the eight, it's really incredible. Nobody, nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. It's, it's the, un, you know, it's nobody can peek behind it because they don't understand it. Well, it's the reason we know the name Don Yee, who his, <laughs> his quarterback just retired. When we come back, what are they going to do down in Tampa now that Tom's gone? We continue. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we mentioned it. If you have questions about the Super Bowl, we've got the help desk ready to go right now, wondering about how to hedge or maybe looking for some prop insights. You can check them out right now, vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Submit your questions, vcin.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by our experts on air or over at vcin.com. vcin.com is kind of the landing ground. You should go bookmark it right now. Okay, Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi there at the board. Got on Patrick Maher here at the South Point. Uh, seven days out, Super Bowl 56. As we, I'm saying the, the Roman numerals, 
I can get the X and the V, but the ones we start getting a little loose with the Roman numerals, I with get the I before the X, the I before the X, I, you know, I'm getting all confused. I mean, just can't put that. Just put the number there. Let, let's get on with it here. Let's see what we got going. We've got some results. We posted at VEASAN Live our poll question. Who would you bet on to win the MVP Super Bowl 56? So here are the results. Matthew Stafford's your favorite. Uh, Burrow's your second betting favorite. Cooper Cup, four and a half. Your third betting favorite, Chase at eight to one. Here are the results. Let's get to them. As we, the favorite, the Cooper Cup 32. Okay, so Joe Burrow, our VEASAN viewers and Lombardi line viewers said Joe Burrow at 40.6. That's their, their pick as far as value. Cooper Cup, three, Michael, two, excuse me. And the Matthew Stafford comes in three. Jamar Chase, 9% at eight to one. Yeah, fascinating that Chase gets no love, but Cup gets all of it when the quarterback controls whether the receiver gets the ball or not, right? You know, and so if Cup has a big day, it's going to be because Stafford had a big day too, and typically the voters vote for uh, the quarterback. But I think in Cup's case, you know, he's got a little bit of a, of a momentum carried in there because he's always getting the ball even though he is the best receiver on their team. And look, if you're betting the Bengals, I think this is a correlative bet. If you're going to take the Bengals and the four and a half or take them on the money line, which is value, you know, you should take a little bet on Joe, on Joe Burrow. Because if, you're, if, if the Bengals win, Burrow's going to be the MVP. There's no doubt about that. And if you feel strongly about Burrow, about the Bengals winning or having a chance to come back, I think you've got to make a small wager on Burrow to be the MVP as well. There you have it. Some responses here. Jared Mayo respond. Aaron Donald, who I assume will have four and a half sacks. I don't think that's the Jared Mayo that's going to eventually be a head coach in the league, writing to VSIN live. Uh, but he likes Aaron Donald here with four and a half sacks. If he gets that, you'll go over the sack prop as well, Michael. Well, I mean, that's really going to be hard. If, if they allow him to get four and a half sacks, then, you know, I mean, look, they allowed nine and a half in the last game as, against Tennessee, as Mike Palm said. And then two of those sacks were called back. That could have been 11. So. You know, I mean, look, they got to have a plan for it. And this is where it gets a little bit interesting into the game because if they rush five and they cover up these guards, which a lot of teams want to do against Cincinnati, everybody knows now the Prince right tackle is not very good, you know, so we know that. But but the other four, the, the interior offensive line is really problematic. And the quickest way to get to Burrow is from the inside. And so Zach Taylor is going to have to have a really good job of how he's handling the protection, particularly if they walk those linebackers up and cover up the center so he can't slide in another direction and they rush five. This is going to be the game, and it's going to happen early in the game. It's not going to wait to be declared. How are they going to do this? How are we going to block it? And I think you'll feel Donald's presence pretty quickly in the game. If I'm Joe Burrow and I'm the Bengals, I'm going no huddle right from the start. I'm going to spread them out, get them into empty, make them play some zone, get the ball out of my hand like I did against the Raiders, kind of slow them down a little bit. I'm not saying play fast. I'm saying play quick. Play quick so they can't substitute. Get to the line. Have a little bit of a running game. Bring Mexican back in and out. Spread them out. Take advantage of it. And then as we get tired in the drive, as the drive continues, then feel like, okay, now let's take our chances. And if Donald's never in the game, for me, there should be a rule. If Donald's not in the game, then we are going to go no huddle to keep him over on the sideline. That's got to be rule number one. Donald's not in, we're no huddle. Why? Because they can't substitute. And we want to keep Donald on the other side. Well put. So the Super Bowl odds as far as the MVP, the shortest number is always going to be on the quarterback. Of course, a five-time Super Bowl MVP is a guy named Tom, last name Brady. Yeah. I, I'm just curious, 
because you've had such an extensive and long-term relationship with him, now that he's called it a career and it's kind of settled in, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, this is a guy that led the league in touchdown passes last year. He still had plenty left in the tank. Yeah, you know, it's it, he walks away with probably – in my mind, as a professional evaluator, more with more skill than when I came to the Patriots in the after the 13th season, because at that point, I didn't think he was playing at his highest level. So here we are almost nine years later, and he is. It's just flat out remarkable. I mean, he just makes it so that you just you marvel at him every single day. I think ultimately, I think as Tom collects himself and reintroduces himself to his family and his lifestyle as he builds this huge house, what is it, Billionaire's Island down there in Miami, you know, he's got this huge property that they're going to build a big home on. I think once he gets comfortable in that environment, then I think there's going to be an opportunity for him to come in and run an NFL team at some point because you're not going to take that competitive fiber out out of his body. You know, it's weird. I was looking on Zillow at that island for some property. I couldn't. It was a little out of the range. Do you know what it's um, called? You know what it's called? I forget what it's called. I mean, Gloria Estefan lives down. I mean, all, like it's the like. Sound I machine? The, name of <laughs> Gloria. the sound machine lives down. <laughs> that's that's money. Down. I think it's like, called Bougie Island. Like, no, no, that Berman's uh, – he's go, actually probably going to look at property when he goes down there next week. Uh, I don't know. I, I, We're it, looking but it up that's right like, now. That's like the, the – and he's got a huge piece of land that he tore down the house, and he's building a big property. And, and I think, obviously, he's going to stay in Tampa and transition down there. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on some vaca- family vacation right now. It's, it's called Billionaire Bunker, which is a good – Billionaire pl- Bunker, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good place. I don't think it's anything like a bunker, though. I mean, I don't think it's anything like a bunker. Yeah, I don't that, think it's Fort Sumner. No, no, I don't think it's yeah, a bunker. I don't think there's a – I think you pro- they probably will have bunkers below the house is that they build. Uh, but Brady now transitioning – I don't think you go below the house. It's an, it's an island. You can't go below the oh, house. Oh, that's true. It's an that's island. A, you'd be in the water. Um, in the water. Maybe they got submarines below the house. I don't know. Uh, he could afford it. And he's transitioned. I mean, it's interesting. He – he won't go into broadcasting, is what he's said. No. Maybe he goes into owning. Um, he's got his brands. You can get pick up some sweet Uggs and some pajama pants from him. <laughs> so there's, I mean, he's got a lot of interests and business interests. You saw that in his release when he retired. He basically was like, hey, shout out to my companies. Yeah, no doubt. And he's grown his companies, and he's been a good businessman, and he's made them all, you know, uh, effective and and successful. So I I think there's no doubt about that. Look, you know, I I think the question is, is what will Vegas post Tampa Bay's win total for next season? Because that's a fascinating—I mean, the South right now is wide open. Sean Payton, who just took every reporter from New Orleans out to dinner to thank him, he's gone. Right, so New Orleans is in a in a state of transition. Atlanta, nice nice effort by them this year, but not a very talented team. Matt Ryan is older. Carolina, new offensive coordinator. What's going to happen at quarterback? You know, we don't know. You know, so that that's certainly a, effective. And then you know, Tampa, no quarterback, a, a lot of cap issues, a lot of players to resign. I mean, the South is really wide open. It could be a worst-to-first situation. Could Carolina take advantage of this? I hope so, because I think it's it's for the taking. I mean, there is the NFC, and this is the conversation that I had with Dayball when we were on the phone that night before the night of. Then he was named head to coaches. The NFC is way is not as competitive as this AFC. When you look at the AFC, 
and you see, you know, the West with Mahomes, Herbert, you know, Carr, a good player. And then you see the East, you've got, you know, Josh Allen. You've got Mac Jones, who played well, rookie, you know, played well as a rookie. And then you've got the North, the North with Joe Burrow. I mean, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this. And then, you know, can Trevor Lawrence turn it around with, with Doug Peterson as his mentor now? Can Indianapolis get a quarterback? I mean, it's so fast that the AFC has got so many different variations as opposed to the NFC. The North, say Rodgers retires, what's the North? I mean, where, where are we going? Where, are the Packers going to be with Jordan Love? Are you betting them? Kirk Cousins at $45 million, what are they doing there? We know the West next year will be good, but do we? Is Trey Lance going to be able to duplicate what Garoppolo has done in their system? Everybody says it's easy. It'll be no problem. We'll see. Well, I got an easy answer for the North. That's the Detroit Lions. They own the North. Uh, the NFC South, the South Point has posted the odds to win the 2023 Super Bowl. You want to take a stab at what the Tampa Bay Bucks number is right now? 40 to 1. 30 to 1. Good, good guess. Their situation right now, they use the 64th overall pick on Kyle Trask out of Florida, and they have Blaine Gabbert also there. So they're going to have to find themselves a quarterback. What do you think they do moving forward? I think they're hamstrung. I think that, you know, I think, and then I think the other question you've got to ask is if I'm the gentleman, if I'm Jason Light, Bruce, how long, how much longer do you want to coach? If I'm the Glazer family, Bruce, how much longer do you want to coach? Right. I mean, because if you only want to go one more year, let me make Todd Bowles the head coach in waiting here, you know, and let me make just let me let's start building this around the two of you. We'll do short term and long term and what we're trying to accomplish. I think that's ultimately what you have to do. If you're going short term with Bruce, I mean, how long you think Bruce? I mean, Bruce, Bruce thought working in television was too hard. How hard do you think it's going to be coaching without Tom Brady? And when you ask Bruce Arians, you have to ask him, it's either when he's having cocktails or when he's not having cocktails. I mean, and I'm not defaming anybody. Bruce is very open about the fact that he likes him a cocktail. Oh. No, he's he, <laughs> he, he, he going to get away from the game. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's going to have some fun. And we will, too. Thomas Gables next here at Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. You can do it today. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000, receive $10 instantly up to a $1000 bonus. Visit vsin.com/horses for details and when you do, use that bonus code Vegas1000. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. He's got his buddy Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there next to him as we say hi. TG, how you feeling today, man? Week out from the Super Bowl. How you doing? Doing good. No Oakland again today, Patrick, unfortunately. I think they canceled the whole weekend there the, due to the weather. <laughs> they did. Are really? You, yeah. Go, no, go ahead, please. No, I'm just saying, I know you like to bet that track, so I'm, the, the, I'm sorry. It, it is. It, it's a tough one to take. Trust me. That's what I Me and Thomas only only text each other about horse racing. That's when you know you're a degenerate. Um, how, what would you say the vibe is right now? Obviously, you're going to get 90% of the bets from here on out, so you really don't have a ton. But yesterday, you yeah. said no liability either way. Are we still kind of sitting in the same spot? Yeah, we are still sitting 50-50 money. I mean, it's literally 50-50 uh, on the side there. And the total is pretty much, again, not much of a decision either there. Um, we did take a little bit more uh, Rams money line uh, money coming in yesterday. But, uh, again, 
uh, nothing to write home about. So we'll see uh, how, how the money comes in the rest of this week. And, uh, you know, again, it's going to be uh, Saturday, Sunday, next weekend is when the vast majority of the handle will show up. And, the, you know, the prop market here has certainly outnumbered the handle on the game probably, I don't know, I'd say five to one. What's your one favorite? One. What's the most popular prop? The player props are getting are getting bet. Um, you know, the there's so many derivative markets off of this, uh, off the game that uh, we typically don't offer. So, I mean, literally you can get any spread you want on this game at a certain price. So right. I know um, our friend Mike Palm yesterday, he thought, you know, the Rams, this is going to be a runaway for the Rams. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, lay seven, seven and a half with the Rams and, and get a nice plus price on that, you can do that. So. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. I never knew you could do You could So you can, if you think this is going to be a touchdown, which I, I actually was surprised when we talked about the opening number, how the Chiefs were a seven-point favorite at home, understanding it was a home crowd. But, you know, this will be a good crowd for the Rams, that they were a seven-point favorite, and yet, the you know, the Rams are only a th- – Four opened up a three and a half point favorite. It didn't. It didn't seem. It seemed light when I heard it, and obviously it's the right number because it's not. It, it's not going that direction. It really hasn't. The what's the money line there? I'm just curious because the Rams were minus 200 mostly. South Point yep. just went to minus 195. Thomas, I got a book down the road at 190. So we're kind of seeing that the money line on the Rams trickle down a little bit here. Yeah, we're still $2 uh, here on the Rams. Okay, 2 bucks. Um, so plenty to do next week with Thomas Gable on the Super Bowl. Let's transition, and we'll start with college. Uh, before we go. Yeah, please. Heads or tails? Heads or tails? You got that on the prop? Uh, for coin toss, yeah. yeah. And then you have uh, also the um, what the decision is going to be, too. You can bet uh, what the decision is Whether going they to defer do. or take yep. the ball. Yep. Wow. Okay. What are you going with, Pat? You going heads or tails? Tails never fails, bro. I well, I oh, like I to it. see when I was in high school. I like to see how the ref had it situated because on top, whatever I saw on top, I just say that. For some reason, when you flip a coin, whatever's showing, I think shows up more. I don't know. What would you? What, do you have a star? superstition? No, I would say heads. But the other one I was always curious about is how long the the. Uh, the Star Spangled Banner is going to last. Do you have that one too? No, we can't offer that, and uh, you know, in Jersey at least. And I would love to, you know. Why is that? It, they uh, they haven't approved anything that's really kind of outside the realm of the game. So like an entertainment where there's um, uh, any sort of entertainment bets, they've not approved yet for the Super Bowl. I'd love to offer that. I'd love to offer things on the halftime show. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, who is singing the, the national anthem? I don't even know. Stephen Bond. Stephen, do you know who's singing the national? I honestly don't know. We're gonna look it up. Right. We know who's halftime, and it's. It is Thomas Gable's favorite artist, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Eminem, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. Is that where you were bumping on the way to work today, Thomas? <laughs> Dre and Snoop, yes. Now, Kendrick Dre Lamar, I'm not a big fan of, but Dre and Snoop, yeah, for sure. Who's for sure. The, go ahead, Stephen. And let me, just, uh, let, me do a, let me do a quick yeah. shout-out for, for, uh, for Mike Palm. And listen, he's always uh, on with Mitch and Pauly during the week, um, Wednesday or Thursday morning. Yeah. I heard that this week he's going to be reciting rap lyrics from the halftime performers and then have to guess which performer is doing it. So it's going to be must-watch TV, look, look, look. must-listen radio. The story he told yesterday on the show was the most remarkable story of all. Dean Smith just went so far up in my in my adulation. I mean, it was really remarkable. And, you know, Mike Mike is truly he, – he could have been in the Rat Pack. Mike is versatile in his ability to span the globe in terms of his entertainment He's a great qualities. American entertainer. Yeah, yeah there's no he's doubt. You've got, got a Rat no Pack doubt. look to him, too. Um, college basketball, Maryland, Ohio State. So what's fascinating? 
fascinating here is the Big Ten is just so brutal. Maryland picks off yep. Illinois. Last week, they almost beat Michigan State at home, Thomas. Michigan State got lucky yep. late there. Uh, the Big Ten is just brutal. And you've got a number of Ohio State laying 9.5 and, and 137.5 on the total. Yeah, and like you said, Patrick, Maryland is a decent team overall, but that Big Ten schedule is really, really tough. And they've played some some good games that, you know, they've had some close losses, Michigan State being one of them, like you said. Um, Ohio State is undefeated at home this year now. They've only played nine home games. Uh, they're coming off that tough loss to Purdue last Sunday where they were down big early and then battled back to make it a game. But um, Maryland here... Record of three and eight uh, in the conference. They're they're six and eight overall since Danny Manning took over as head coach. Uh, they can rebound well. They get to the foul line a lot, but their outside shooting just hasn't been there this year for them. Uh, Ohio State coming off a seven-day rest there. Uh, their Thursday game against Iowa was postponed. Nothing new for Ohio State. They've had a lot of uh, games postponed. I think five games have been yep. postponed for this year. But um, total 137 and a half. I'd, I think that's maybe a little short, but uh, that's uh, that's the total right now in Ohio State laying the nine and a half here. Uh, you know, Lindell, I mean, the, the way Maryland plays defense, which is not very well, yeah. Lindell should have a huge day. You would think that over might cash. Yeah, I good good point on Liddell as well. No, I don't know if there's a player that means more to his team in the country than Liddell no in Ohio State. He is just he's everything to them. Uh, this one must pain Michael. He's bringing up Georgetown here, so I feel bad even I talking know. about so, it. This this I must know. pain Thomas Gable to talk about because Providence is laying six and a half at G Town. Let's talk about this. What do you got, Thomas? Well, no good news for Georgetown lately. They've uh, lost 10 straight there and uh, off to their disaster. worst start ever in conference it's history. It's such a disaster. So I'm sorry. It's, He's got to really go. Bad. He's got to go. That's nah, It's bad. I, Inconsistent shooting, defensive lapses. That's been, yes. you know, the Sloppy. name of the game for them. And, you know, last their last game uh, on Thursday against St. John's, they actually missed seven laps, seven laps in that game. <laughs> um, so, you know, they faced Providence today, and they're off to a great start. Nine and one in the Big East. Uh, they're leading the conference, 19 and two overall, won 14 of their last 15. This could be a train wreck uh, here today. The, the only thing that gives me pause is Georgetown can't shoot any worse than they did on Thursday. Uh, but uh, certainly I'd lean towards the over here, laying the points with Providence. Um, Georgetown, I, I think, should probably be at least eight-point dogs in this. This is interesting. I mean, Georgetown is so bad on defense. They're so bad on defense that the, that, that there's nine points separating their defensive output. They give up 116 a game to the next the lowest-ranked team in the Big Ten, which is DePaul, which has given up 107. Their efficiency rating, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, remarkable, right? It, so it like, really is. Like, like you can't get anywhere, and to me, anytime you're playing against a a bad efficiency defense like this, you got to lean towards the over, don't you? You got to like that, yeah. what you said. Georgetown's got to shoot a little better than they did last week. I mean, but they're missing layups. I mean, this is a it's a sad state of affairs down there on on the campus of Georgetown. The poor Hoyas. I feel bad. And Patrick Ewing, one of the great players of all time, it's not working. His team does nothing effectively. Uh, he just. He's not a very good head coach. I'm sorry. That's not, no disrespect to him, Thomas, but your boy's got to go. Next up, Des Moines special, 9-4 nine and three, nine and four on the year. You're going to go Milwaukee, four, yeah. Cleveland State, and you're going to lay the 9.5 yep. with Cleveland State. 
Yes, Cleveland State uh, first place here in the Horizon League with an 11 and 2 conference record at home, and uh, going up against Milwaukee here, uh, again, who's 5 and 9 in conference. Uh, Cleveland State 12 and 2 at home this season. They have a decent offense. They they've been getting good production from their bench as well. Uh, their foul shooting is a little concerning for me. They only shoot 65% from the line. I have a feeling at some point that's going to catch up to them in, in a game. But we're going to lay the nine and a half here today for uh, for the Des Moines special. Cleveland State, best team in the horizon. Yeah, you can't can't <laughs> deny it. There it is. I mean, and and Richie Cunningham's team, University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. I mean, Wisconsin, you know, Milwaukee, it's always yep. good to have a Richie Cunningham team. Remember there. Is that where Richie went to school? I didn't realize. Yeah, don't you remember Happy Days? He was at the <laughs> University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. It was Richie's school. Well, yeah, you had to stay local there, right? Yeah, you had to stay local. Had Absolutely. Stay local. Don't you remember that? We go into Arnold's. They had all the Milwaukee <laughs> stuff up there. Thomas, Come on, Patrick. Have you, I know. I know. I I'm trust old. me. I was into Happy Days as well. Thomas, have you reacted to your graphic? Can we throw his graphic up one more time for the boys love there. It. That is, love do you it. like your new graphic there, Thomas? That's it. Stephen Bond does a great job with uh, with that. And he's he, can, an, he's a, he definitely has a uh, future as a cartoonist. He's an, he's an artist. He's yeah. truly an artist, a creative genius. Yeah. Let's Tremendous. go Cleveland State Lane, the nine and a hook Des Moines special. Thomas Gable runs the race and sports you, book there at the Borgata. Thank you, TG. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay, there he goes. We continue. Uh, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. We're going to have Josh Applebaum join us next here on the Lombardi line on a Sunday week out from Super Bowl 56. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM King of Sportsbook. Sign up right now using the bonus code VSEN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. This is a very good deal that MGM's running right now. You get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the app or go to betmgm.com. Again, it's VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. If you have a gambling problem, this is for new bettors. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey at the Borgata, back in the house. And we bring in Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod, vsun.com slash podcast. Betting across America. I just saw his partner walk in. Pritch and Femi are coming up next as we say, good morning, Josh. How are we feeling? 
Oh, we're great, Patrick Michael. Great to be with you. Finally, a week away here from the Super Bowl. So, a week from now, we'll be sweating the big game. But, guys, I think right now everyone's really focused on props. You know, props get bigger and bigger every single year. The odds makers will even tell you that the handle on the props is almost outweighing the handle on the actual game. So, I think with the props dropping, you know, Thursday, you saw a lot of these come out. A lot of people started betting on them. But let's not forget about the actual line on the game. And something very important has been transpiring about the last 24 hours. This is basically we're seeing buyback here on the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, the Rams opened as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Early money laid the points with the Rams. The line got up to four. Then it got to four-and-a-half. But now that we're at four-and-a-half, we saw an early indication that the juice was trending back down a little bit to the Bengals. Uh, a lot of these plus four-and-a-halfs, minus 115. We're still showing four-and-a-half on our board, but I'm seeing a few books drop to four. Now, that's really, really important, the fact that, Hey, you know, early money Rams, but once it got to four and a half, maybe you had a lot of buyback now on the Bengals. If you like the Bengals, you probably want to grab the hook right now. It looks like it's getting down to four. If you like the Rams, again, wait, you can probably wait and get the four. But guys, sneaky move that I think is important. You look at Super Bowl dogs getting three points or more since 2008, since that Patriots-Giants game in 07. Uh, they're eight and two against the spread, getting three or more in the Super Bowl. Also, Burrow as a dog, 12 and seven ATS in his career. He's gone three and zero straight up as a dog so far this season, uh, and really it's kind of a public bias play, guys. You know, you still see that Bengals logo. Kind of can't believe that they're in this game. The Rams, remember, they were one of the Super Bowl favorites to begin with. So I'm looking at the four and a half right now, guys. I jumped on it. I think this thing's coming back down to four. Yeah, and we saw the money line move. I was just talking to Thomas Gable about that. We saw the money line move a little bit, a dime here. Uh, two down to $1.90 at a couple of books here at the South Points at $1.95. It, it does appear that there's going to be a lot of money line liability for the books as far as the Bengals are concerned because, Michael, people want to bet Burrow and Jamar Chase. No doubt. They want to bet them. And, you know, obviously the past three games, they've given it reason that, you know, even if this game starts to slip away, you think the Bengals are going to come back. I mean, they seem to have this lucky charm on, on them. It's a little reminiscent to me of the 0-1 Patriots. You know, they get the tuck game call. You know, they win that game in a blizzard. They they, they go to, to Pittsburgh the next week and, you know, Troy Brown takes a kickoff, a pump back for a touchdown, win that game, and they enter a 13-and-a-half point dog to the, to the greatest show on turf and cover that game. So, you know, there there is a little magic to what they're doing, and there's a formula for them to win the game. There's no doubt. I mean, this Ram team, as good as they played defensively, 18% on third down in the playoffs, the ability to stop the run. They've stoned the running game in the playoffs. They've done really good. Their fronts played really well. Uh, but there is a formula for them to win, and it starts and ends with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yep, he's uh, he's important, obviously, there in Cincinnati. Um, quickly, fellas, I know, Josh, you have a couple of college basketball plays coming up here. Let's take a look at the board in the association. Eight games. I did want to make a couple of notes. One, the late game, Michael and Josh, Milwaukee and Los Angeles, the Clippers. It looks like Norman Powell and Robert Covington are going to make their debut. Remember, traded for no Kawhi, no PG. We may not even, may not even see those two the rest of the year. But Powell and Covington in, the Bucks coming off a huge, it was a depleted Portland team, but a 132-108 win last night in Portland. And Josh, this one opened Milwaukee five and a half, where are we sitting now? 
Yeah, this is one of the bigger line moves of the day, guys. So it's your late game, 9 o'clock. But everyone's kind of just grabbing the bucks here. You know, hey, they're only laying five. You know, defending champs here, small number, no Kawhi, no PG. But even though you're getting almost 80% of bets on Milwaukee, as you mentioned, Patrick, this line is falling to the Clippers. So the Clippers open getting around five, five and a half. We're showing five on our board, guys, but I'm seeing it down to four. I see some three and a halfs right now. This line is moving to the Clippers. Obviously, you are going to get this added boost here with both Powell uh, and Covington now joining the Clippers. But it's also a schedule spot, guys. If you're betting the NBA, these are little things you look for. It's a back-to-back -back for Milwaukee. The Clippers are rested. They haven't played since the third. You're not getting the best of it right now, now guys, but the smart money is leaning Clippers in the points. I'd be looking at the Clippers as a contrarian dog tonight getting a good reverse line move well i i think you got to really i think all these line movements here in the nba are related to who's in the starting lineup i mean i think that's just to me uh, i think we saw that the other night when you know we were talking about you know is Van b going to play is he not going to play you know especially when he when they beat the when when they beat the grizzlies at home i think all this is related is is Giannis going to play you know i think they played the lakers two night and uh i think they played the lakers like two nights later, especially during Super Bowl week. So to me, this is all about who's in the lineup and what's the energy level of the team and how serious are they going to take the game? And I think that's, you know, that's certainly something you have to consider. And I think that's why this line moves, because the vibe that you're getting is maybe Milwaukee's not as interested. Yeah, and to both your points, Michael, you mentioned teams getting healthy. We talked about this yesterday with the Miami Heat. They were in a great spot coming off a day's rest. Charlotte the night before, yep. Josh, you know that they were they were exhausted in that fourth quarter coming back from a 17-point deficit at home, and Miami went in and just whooped them 104-86. So you're looking for those spots, Josh. You're exactly right, Patrick. And again, it's a little trickier nowadays. It used to be that, hey, second team, you know, second leg of a back-to-back, -back, you just bet against those teams. I would say from like, 20, the early 2010s, 2010 to 2015, that was kind of a cash cow. The odds makers have adjusted. It's not an automatic bet against on a back-to-back, -back, but I think the important thing is the line movement. Even though uh, it's kind of an obvious play, like bet against Milwaukee because they might be tired, well, you are getting some respected money dropping this line. And as Michael mentioned, you're betting the NBA, guys. you got to be on Twitter 24-7 because these, you know, upgraded or downgraded a doubtful can really influence the number. And if you can jump on it before it moves, that's kind of a good way to bet the NBA. And also weird with the NBA, always Sundays are a little bit different than every other day of the week. But keep in mind, these are human beings. They do go out on, they do go out on Saturday night. And some of these Sunday tips are a little early. So just keep that in mind yeah. when betting. Especially if, you know, you're going into L.A. and you landed there and, yes. you know, you're staying there at the, the Four Seasons down at the, or the Ritz at the Marina. There's a lot to do down there, I can promise you. Or Atlanta. I just heard Pritch and Femi talking about the strip clubs in Atlanta. So uh, I, I didn't mean uh -oh. to call I didn't mean to call them out. Um, now, <laughs> Loyola, Chicago, Missouri, Missouri State. Josh, what are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm looking at Sister Jean, guys. It's a big matchup here. Missouri Valley Conference, two of the best teams in that conference. Really interesting line movement, guys. You know, this game opened at Missouri State at home laying a point. Tickets are pretty much split. The public just sees two really good teams, don't know what to do. Slight lean on just, hey, two good teams take the home team here. So slight majority bets Missouri State. Yet this line is actually flipped toward Loyola Chicago, going from a one-point dog to now a one-and-a-half or now a two-point favorite. So the line is going Toward Loyola Chicago, a uh, couple things about this one game, guys. Uh, this game, guys, they're both averaging about 75 points a game offensively. 
The edge would go to Loyola Chicago. We know them as a defensive squad, only giving up around 62 a game versus almost 70 there uh, for their opponent, Missouri State. Also a revenge angle. Keep an eye on this when you're betting college basketball. A lot of times you get these revenge spots that the team that uh, is upset that they lost the first one really shows up to the next one. That would be the spot with Loyola Chicago. These teams met January 22nd. Missouri State won on Loyola Chicago's home court, 79-69. They're an eight-point dog. So Loyola Chicago got some revenge on the mind. Also kind of a bad ATS, good ATS play. Missouri State, 14-10 and 10 against the spread. They've been good. Only 7-12-1 for Missouri State. I like this movement toward Loyola Chicago, guys. I'm going Sister Jean on the money line. You know, I, I think when you watch Missouri State, they have two of the best players in the conference in Mosley and Prim, and they also are the best con best team in the conference in their offensive efficiency. So I, I don't think they, you know, that upset that they had there on Loyola Chicago's floor was a fluke. I think this is a really good team, and I think as you watch them as they go through the season and you see what they've been able to do, their offense is really effective. Now, Loyola Chicago is the best, best defensive team in the conference. There's no doubt about that. Great job, boys. Last one, Josh. Wyoming, Fresno State coming up later tonight. Give me that in 30 seconds. Yeah, real quick, guys. A couple things we've seen last week. When you're a really, really trendy dog like Wisconsin uh, playing Illinois or Arizona or UCLA against Arizona, typically that's a good spot to bet against these dogs. Same spot here. Everybody's betting Wyoming. Great record. They were 9-1 and one their last 10. But even though they're getting almost 80% of bets, Fresno State open as a three-point favorite, up to a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So it looks like some sharp money on Fresno State. I'll be looking at Fresno State in this spot, guys. 10-1 and one at home this year. Okay, Michael, quickly, we got a minute. The yeah, we we got the virtual event tomorrow, but Cincinnati's not showing up till Tuesday, week out from Super Bowl Fifty Six. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I think to me this is going to be one of those games where I, I think in-game betting is going to really tell. I'm with Mike Palm. I, I think this is the Ram team. When you break them down defensively, offensively, as good as the Bengals have been and how fortunate they've been, I just think the Rams are the stronger team. Now, I'm not ready to go with a prediction, but I'm going to keep watching the tape. But the Rams are really a good team playing, at the right, playing well at the right time. Michael M. Lombardi, NFL. Enjoy, enjoy your Sunday, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you, Michael Lombardi. Josh underscore insights. Check out Josh on Twitter as well. As I mentioned, Femi and Pritch are coming up next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's betting across America. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.